Grand rising beautiful people and welcome to Rising Mind. Today is going to be a special podcast for all my listeners that are joining in. I have with me the honor to call a friend, a business partner, and even a brother, David Capablanca. David Capablanca is one of the human beings that I truly can say that inspires me. I've had the fortune to meet a lot of people through the work I've, I do with over the years, and I get to know people and I get to know different stories. But some stories always tend to stand out a little bit more based on their journey. And David, to me, is the best example of what I call a hero's journey. A man that is been through so much in his life that I can only say has brought him to where he is today. Obviously, we have to go through these experiences, but it's just a, a, a story worth telling, a story worth sharing. And, and I really honor David because he is comfortable to share his story. Many people tend to hold back from their past because of the ego or they just want to show the good side to certain things but uh, or where they are in their success but don't want to um, you know look back into the past and luckily David is one of the unique people that is willing to share his story, share his past with a deep understanding and knowing that simply his past and the man he is today is someone that is completely different. A man that has evolved, that is extremely successful both in business and in life. So it's an honor. Welcome David Capablanca to Rising Minds. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I, I love Rising Minds. Whoever hasn't checked it out, Sam has a podcast now, Rising Minds. It's on all the audio outlets. It's an audio. Yeah, it's audio only at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It is. I listen to it. I listen. You have like five or six episodes. I listen to each like two or three times. These are great. Thank you. Oh my god, such good good food for the mind. You know. Thank you, brother. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me, the first guest. Yes, you are my first guest, and I can only imagine. And I can't imagine anyone else being being um, as my first guest. And thanks to you, I want everyone to know that the reason you guys are enjoying the podcast and my current listeners and all the beautiful feedback that I've received in sh- such a short period as well has been thanks to this to this man, this uh, uh, man who said, just start, you know, like, because I'm like, I want to make it sure it's perfect and I want to get everything. Yeah. He's like, just start. Sam, you've got the knowledge, you've got the wisdom just be yourself and just speak through the mic and 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 it's been uh, um, amazing i mean uh, david has the friendly bear podcast uh, david i want to let everyone know how many episodes you've got on there so uh like 700 videos and like 400 something podcasts wow yeah. wow wow that is an incredible number i mean that just simply shows the dedication you had uh, to 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 just the podcast and enjoying it. I'm sure you always enjoy it. Uh, as, as I love it. Yeah, yeah that, I love it. And I, I remember, uh, uh, funny enough, just be, the, how you know the first time I got to meet David was uh, David reached out. This was over three years ago. He 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 knew me through a, a mutual person in the industry of of trading, and he heard about me, and he's like, "Hey man, I want to you know, would you like to go and would come on the podcast?" And I was like, "Of course, I would love to have a conversation with you." And I remember that was when you were in Puerto Rico, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you were in that sauna room that you you were telling yeah, me about. <laughs> the, the air conditioning actually shut, like it, it broke. 
and it, it, it's common in Puerto Rico. And actually, the last time we, it, it broke many times. So the last time it, they fixed it, I remember the guy actually hung out of the window, crawled outside. This is like the the seventh floor of the building. Like this is the way it, with the. Then he got like a wooden two by four plank and like would like <laughs> like balance himself off to fix the, the air oh, conditioning outside. Oh, he risked his life. Wow. So anyway, uh, it was the weekend, and that guy that would do that, he was gone oh, for the weekend. Gosh. So okay. like there was no air conditioning. That that conference room was a sauna. And as I'm talking to Sam and we're doing a podcast, he doesn't know what I you am. You did well, though. You, 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 hit, you hit it very, very well. You didn't, like, show any discomfort on, on, the, no, on the video. But, but the, the Zoom video, yeah, I guess yeah. it doesn't get, like, the sweat molecules. Uh, you, but, like, you, I was you were pretty, sweating. Uh, not, like, profusely, yeah, yeah, but, but, it, but was, it was like, you know, there was some uh, condensation all over. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah. it was, it was, I would just say it was, it was a, a great starting to, to our relationship and obviously getting to know you now over the years. I've had the pleasure to also work with David privately. And when I work privately with my clients, those who've worked with me who are listening, you know, we go deep and we break through the barriers of, 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 of who we are. Like we just, we just be our true selves. And it, it always establishes and naturally builds a very good relationship because it's a core, you know, you're, 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 you're putting, taking away all the masks and you're having that open and honest conversation w with each other. So that was almost like also, I believe, added to our, to our journey and getting to know you and obviously getting to know your story, which is the topic of today, the topic of a hero's journey. And the reason I picked this, uh, this topic with you, David, is because, to be honest, this is you. This is who you are. And I think it's important for the rest of the world who are interested to hear an inspiring story that will remind them as well of how powerful they are and how unlimited they, they, they are. And, and, and there's nothing that any challenges that can come into their life that they can't overcome. So let me start by asking you, it, you know, how far do you want to go back? Because, I mean, I, your story is, is extremely powerful from, you know, studying nine years as to being an, uh, an architecture, right? A master yeah, architecture. Yeah, yeah, is that correct? Nine yeah. years it took you. Uh, yeah, so four years, four, four years undergraduate yeah. and then uh, like five years graduate school. Yeah, wow. like nine years. Yeah, you got it. Nine years, correct. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. so that, I mean, that's a lifetime. And, and w when you, when you, you know, when you graduated or when you finished, um, maybe we can start from there in terms of, you know, just top of the line, what made you decide from there to, you know, not carry on in that career and like move towards becoming a master trader? Because someone studied nine years uh, to be an architect, usually they would have the mindset of like, I've just invested that time in my yeah. life and I'm going to be dedicated to this career, you know? Yeah. Um, I had the same thing. I, I you know, was dedicated to a, a career for 16 or 17 years and I think that's something in common we have. We, I made that decision and that conscious choice to, to do something different, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that's where it started with you. So if you don't mind from there, if you can pick up the story, what happened, uh, uh, what made you make that decision? And if you can just let us know your journey coming into, you know, the other uh, yeah. uh, obstacle that came in the way. Okay, so so first of all, I don't I didn't really know anything better than architecture. You know, all I knew was doctor, lawyer, architect. This is like the your success. Everyone's going to be proud of you and like this is it's, this career is going to solve itself. It's a no-brainer that uh, architects make these beautiful buildings and there's such 
sophisticated, smart people, and the society pays them accordingly. Mm -hmm. Like it, they're gonna be all right. Mm -hmm. So the loans, the student loans, is normal to take. It's just an investment in the career, that into your career for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And architecture was something I really enjoyed, uh, as far as like the creativity, imagination, drawing. It was competitive, and I was doing well. It, so like I got rewarded in uh, by the. Uh, attention I would get for mm -hmm. doing the project nicely and the beautiful designs and we got to travel. I believe you were good at it as well. I was good at it. Yeah, yeah I was very yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. Now I was, I didn't know I was financially illiterate. So I, I just knew it, I thought the career would solve itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I finished my architecture graduate school at the master's at the graduation and this and that, and I got into the classes that I wanted to get into and like everything was, I thought I, everything was good. And then when I graduate, they give you a six-month period where the you don't pay loans, and mm -hmm. then uh, the bill comes due. And uh, the bill was there. I said I was not conscious about it because I was just focused on graduating, doing the best. Those projects were so overwhelming. Yeah. It was not like a fun times. Mm -hmm. It was like grinding, but like you're creating something. The product is beautiful, but mm -hmm. like so much grind. And... Um, my first year of uh of of grad school i had a brain tumor mm -hmm. and uh yeah i had a lot of symptoms for that and i had to check in the hospital i discovered a golf ball mm -hmm. and anyway i had to my my schooling took two more years longer okay. because i had to go through that yes and that i was getting student loans while that was happening while yeah. i was recovering i was still collecting loans because the loans were tied i couldn't get medical insurance unless i had students uh, unless I was enrolled in classes. Yes, and you, you were getting a low, low in space yes, on because you enrolled. It was a catch-22 okay, catch I got you. So when I graduated, and I was such in a, in a whole financial... It was so overwhelming that I was like, man, I just want to focus on the project and the assignment. Yeah. I don't want to worry. Mental capital. Yeah. I didn't want to worry about all this mess of figuring out the interest and the loans and the out-of-state yeah. and the in-state tuition mm -hmm. in America's mm -hmm. different rates. Mm -hmm. And then it's like... I was like, how am I supposed to do well in school if I got if I also got to worry about this? I I decided I'm just gonna just like when we download an app, yeah. we just we don't read all the disclaimer. We just yeah. sign the bottom, accept, accept, boom. Yeah. Or you go to a website, cookies, cookies, just accept, boom. Yes. That's the way I did my student loans. Gotcha. I just like I just want to focus on the school. I got into Frank Gehry's class. I got into Tom Main's mm -hmm. class. Uh, these are really famous architects. Yeah. I just want to worry about that. I don't want to worry. This student loans, mm -hmm. like I, I, I brain sur I just survived, you know. Like yeah, but do you mind? Do you mind? I, I really want the listeners to and the and and the, and the and the guys watching, because that's a big part of of your journey is when you when you when you when you went through the brain tumor experience, and after that the recovery time. I mean, I would love you to share, you know, the mindset that you had, and I think people need to hear that, of what you know. The experience is not a great one, but after that, how you, your recovery time and how you pushed yourself through that experience, with yeah. the, with, especially with the, with the TV show that you were watching. I remember you were sharing me, you were um, stuck watching... Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Yeah, it's crazy. So <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of things that happened. Yeah. I was never the same afterwards. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't really talk to my colleagues from that time, those classmates. Mm -hmm. Some of them went off to do some other things, as, you know, doing mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. But I never, but I knew behind the scenes because i was recovering and they, they were like trying to be polite and yeah. like 
they knew what I was going through. They wanted to make my life easier, yeah. not harder. Yeah. But behind the scenes, uh, the word gets back, and it's like they're gossiping, like, "Yo, he's not the same anymore. This is not this." Because I would do all nighters every day, and like I'll do cat naps, just mm -hmm. like I do did with trading early mm -hmm. on. And I'll have the project, and I'll be there at three in the morning with the models, and like. Was this, was this before we're talking before yes before the tumor. yeah before yeah and then after the tumor is like i i, I had minimal i turned into the minimalist designer uh doing the least just to finish the project <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and like and it's like not because i was just recovering and all that but also because like i lost interest in the culture of mm -hmm. like breathing all the fumes mm -hmm doing all-nighters like my brain is recovering how am i gonna do a 12-hour all-nighter yeah with making models yeah or like for example we had 3d printers inhaling all the fumes of the dust of the printer yeah. and the laser cutters yeah it would disgust me yeah so even though i loved architecture it's like uh i was like i'm not willing to die for it like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, you know and mm -hmm, sacrifice mm -hmm. my brain recovery yeah and i think you 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 just just basically reprioritized your values in, yeah. in what was valuable for you i think sometimes in life this is just to, to 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 for the listeners to understand we are based on our conditioning and based on what what our parents have told us or what things that happen we start to have different values towards ourselves and what's important and at the time mm. that was a high value is just to graduate and to you know you know be in architecture and get the approval uh, of of whatever society the world versus a shock to the system and then you reevaluate what's actually important in your life and at the time for you it was your health and your well-being of your of recovery yeah so so one one moment i think about all the time even to this day it's almost like it's always there always there i'm constantly reminded i'm going to talk about it right now is uh it's it's just always it's that extreme sense of urgency because when i was uh one of the one of the, my biggest memories from the time i i, I woke up from my anesthesia mm -hmm. the, the surgery was 20 hours brain operation 20 hours 20 wow. hours and i was in a coma or whatever not in a coma and you, like, and you were told anesthesia. within 48 hours you need to operate correct yeah so okay so that's before the surgery yeah. I, I checked in the in the hospital um i got an eye test and the eye test like they it revealed mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure in my brain mm -hmm. and then they checked me for an mri and they discovered a golf ball mm -hmm. sized tumor and the doctor came in and he told me a few doctors mm -hmm. and I, I felt normal mm -hmm. um and he said, yeah, you have you have uh, two weeks to live if you don't have emergency brain surgery within 48 hours. We need to have this surgery, emergency brain surgery. And they called the team. This was at UCLA, the top hospital was crazy. The top hospital for that for tumors yeah. in the in the U.S. Yeah. At the time, I think it still is. And um, that was a Friday. Monday, I had the surgery and then uh, 20 hour surgery. And then I woke up like two or three days later after the surgery. Okay. I had to sign papers before. It's common yeah. that I might 10% chance I could die in the yeah. surgery or yeah, something. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, that was, yeah. I, I never been through a... So that must, that, that must have been quite uh, an experience for you going yeah. through all of that. Yeah, so, so when I woke up from the surgery, though, they didn't know when I was going to wake up. It was like just a random time they guessed at me. But when I woke up, um, I had tubes... And my mom was there. She flew in from Miami. My mom and the doctor, the surgeon, Isaac Yang. He's, still, he's a friend of mine now. Yeah. 
and they were my mom was saying what did you do to my son he's a vegetable what is this oh my god and they didn't know i'm listening because i'm intubated and i, I just had like woke up and like mm -hmm. i'm still under morphine trazodone seroquel i don't know how many drugs i was yeah. on and um and the doctor said lourdes my mom's name is lourdes she's probably the one that watched this mm -hmm. uh podcast but um or listen to it he said lourdes i gave your son 50 more years of life he's gonna be all right 50 more years it's up to him now well how he wants to do this you know but you have to be patient it, this was like december 19th or something like that that's beautiful uh, to, but it, but it's beautiful i think that piece of information to hear and that's in that time and, and frame and a state is very powerful it is so so check this yeah. out so mm. in my state that i was mm. in i was a, i was 25 years old at mm -hmm. the time in my state of like uh, all those drugs and all that and foggy yeah and like all i could do is like look i couldn't talk i'm listening yeah and uh, they don't even know i'm listening yeah and i calculated in my head 50 years i'm 25 so that means 50 years is two more times of 25. So I have two more times of what I just lived. And so, and that always stuck with me. And I was staring at the wall and I was like thinking about this the whole time. And um, so then after that, I start to recover. I can't, I have to learn how to walk. I would walk on my side. Like, you know, I have to learn how to balance. Mm -hmm. uh, I, my mom put my grandma on the phone and uh, my grandma only speaks Spanish mm -hmm. and I forgot Spanish and I was like, wow, you know, and I'm listening and then she's talking to me in Spanish. It's like the brain actually is very malleable. So mm -hmm. like it is very, it's very strong. So there's a muscle memory. Correct. So it, it, it came back slowly, but, um, but yeah. And then like, I had to learn how to type. I go to my computer and I'm like, I can't type. Oh my God. And then, uh, I can't type, I can't walk, I can't speak Spanish. And like, even I, st I started stuttering a lot because the brain was recovering. Mm. And um, and I asked my mom, mom, am I gonna run again? Am I ever gonna run? Because I couldn't, I, mm. I was like uncoordinated. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, you know, and then just kept at it every day. And I was like, I, you know, yeah, it was, it was rough, man. And then like the first year, after, after four, three, four months, they sent me home. And I would just go on the computer on Facebook and type to my friends. It actually helped me. Um, I don't even go on Facebook anymore. Mm -hmm, but back, mm -hmm. this is a 2010. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, and I would chat with people on Facebook and I would get my typing skills back. Oh, okay. And then I, I would play Galaga. You know the game Galaga? The, not, not the really. Nintendo game from like the 80s? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I would play yeah, okay. Galaga uh, to get the coordination. Okay, and I, okay. I, would re I would start like super small. Then yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll read, uh, there was a novel someone gave me Shantaram. You ever heard of this one? Not really. It's a beautiful book. Yeah. Uh, they were going to make um, a movie on it with Johnny Depp. I read the whole book. I, you know, it's not even my kind of book, but I, I, I wouldn't read it now. Mm -hmm. This is like a fiction. No, it's actually a real book, a real story, but it's not my kind of book. Mm -hmm. I, I, like, I like trading books. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, I read this whole book and then I would go working out. I'll go to the gym and I couldn't do anything. So I'll sit on the bike for 40 minutes i gained a lot of weight so i was like uh because all i could do actually the doctor told me in the hospital he's like david i'm gonna need your help to, for your recovery you have to eat a lot always eat and that hospital ucla was a celebrity hospital it was mm -hmm. in la you know mm -hmm. a lot of yeah, celebrities yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had like chefs on yeah. demand and i would order all this food so i gained a lot of weight but what, I was, I was, on, i'm curious to understand why you would need to pick up weight though like no 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 because they said you got to drink a lot of water and so i I didn't want water at the time. I yeah. was like, 
I was like, I want Gatorade. I thought I thought Gatorade was good for you. Oh my gosh, yeah. So yes. so I had yeah. unlimited Gatorade. And I'm laying on a bed for sugar. 20 hours a day. <laughs> Man, <laughs> so I'm here thinking I got to get hydrated. So I'm slamming. The, I, my mom even I made I had her do a pyramid of the. They have Gatorade cans. Yeah. They made a pyramid of the cans. The Gator. I want to make sure I get like as many 20 Gatorades a day or something. And then I would eat like uh, they had enchiladas at the, at there, and I would eat enchiladas. And like, so you you're basically stuffing yourself. Yeah. Okay. I, well, not. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but I, I wasn't wanna, moving. Yeah, but you were moving. There's no there's no activity. Yeah. So that so you're just picking up. So yeah. So so I had to learn how to run again, mm-hmm. and I would walk around the track in UCLA, mm-hmm. and then I had a goal. A few months in one month, I'm gonna do a jog for ten seconds. I remember my, I remember my first jog for ten seconds was I was so happy. I was so happy, and then I told my classmates, and um, at, at the university, they they came to watch me run. I remember when I did a, a finally uh, one lap around <laughs> the track. They came and watched me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so then eventually you build up, and I got into health and so fitness. So that took after. you t- took you how long to walk again? Four months. Uh, to yeah, run like four or five. To, four, oh, five, to run like, to, like six months. Man. Six months to yeah, run. I was at it every day. But, yeah. for, but 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 you had that you had that determination in your mind that yeah. you're not giving up. You just keep you keep at it until you got better and better yeah. and better. And I, I have a question because obviously this is important. When you were doing that, what was the mindset? What was the thought process in your mind? What were you thinking? Uh, what were you saying to yourself? Were you like you? This is interesting. I'd love to know how was the communication within yourself. You know what? It's it, now that that we, we you bring it up. Um, this question, it's actually very similar to what, how I started trading because I had to sh- I had to find a solution for the mess I was in from the student loans yeah. and all this. Mm-hmm. So I, it was like I can't live like this. So like when when I was uh, recovering, I was like, I can't live like this. I gotta be able to run. I want to exercise. I want to be healthy. Um, and the doctor would tell me, uh, David, you you gotta be, slow it down. You can't lift weights. You can't work out like that. You know, it's like you need bed rest. You need this that. And I I was like, I can't live like that. After a certain point, I was like, I'm gonna run. He said, You can't run. I'm gonna run. I I, I gotta run. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna live like this. Yeah. I remember when I would go to the gym, yeah. and my mother would would say, "He's going to the gym." Oh my god! And I was like, I can't be babied by my mom. As yeah, a, you yeah. Know, you know, this, so yeah. as, you know what I mean. So like, I had to break the rules. Sort you know because I couldn't live like that. Yeah. So I would. Then I told the doctor, "I'm getting into." There was a push-up competition yeah. at the gym. Yeah. And I joined it, and um, I ended up winning the competition. I did like 60 push-ups and uh in a row and ever since then i've been into calisthenics but uh the doctor said you shouldn't be doing push-ups and i said i'm gonna do them anyway i'm gonna do them anyway and he said all right then we came to an agreement he said all right if you have pain you gotta stop how about that and he's like all right i'll i'll that that works okay and it's the same thing when i when i went to to learn how to do training after i decided to switch careers mm-hmm. like i cannot live in debt my whole life until i'm retired i'm not going to be 60 years old and broke financially and a mess because I knew when I was in a financial mess, six months after I got my master's, uh, six months after everyone you walked in the graduation, mm-hmm. everyone's class are happy. You're a repulse. I, I felt like I was nobody wanted to be around me because I was such a mess mm-hmm. that I was obviously not happy. I was, you know, I, I was not. It's just, it was just not the person I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. It was the same 
exact kind of situation is like when I was recovering and the doctor told me, you can't run, you can't do this, you gotta stop. It's like, um, I can't live like that, you know? It's just, I'm not gonna live so like it's that. So decision, it's a decision that you are making between you and yourself, is that correct? It's a, it's a firm decision and a firm belief that there's no other way but the way that is change. You were moving towards change. You did not s surrender. You did not give up on yourself. Yeah. And I think this is an important point just for the listeners is that in life sometimes we might be put through situations with, which, which almost wants us to give up. It almost wants us to go, well, I can't, I just can't do it anymore. Or, or, or they, 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 they agree to stay in this relationship that they're unhappy or they agree to stay with a boss that is abusive, or they agree to do something that, they, that's, that they're not, that, that's not serving them, that they know if they stay this way, it's not, it's not the way they're supposed to live life. And the reminder with your story, and there's a reminder to everyone else, is that you all have a choice, all your listeners, all your viewers, you always have a choice to make a firm decision between you and yourself that you are not going to accept the current circumstance that you're in and you're going to make change. And that's exactly what you did. And you did it twice, David, now that I think about it. You did it twice in your life. And that's quite powerful. Like, you know, you did it when you decided that you don't want to be a, a, an architect and you went against all the odds. And believe me, I know how that feels because I, I had that experience. I think I shared the story the other day with you where I went against all the odds. Maybe another episode you can... <laughs> yeah, I'll share yeah. the story, but 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 you went against all the expectation. You got what I'm saying? The expectation of society, the expectation of the world, and you went against it. And then you had another circumstance where everyone around you was telling you to do the opposite thing. Even doctors were saying, "Take it easy, do this, don't do this, don't do this." But the but the power inside of you, the will that you had, not to agree to that circumstance, gave you the 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 firm decision. And this is what's important is, is when we decide and when we truly decide we want something in our life and we want change, nothing can stop you. Nothing is in the way. You, the only person usually in people's life is in the way from change is themselves. And you are the example that the moment you were on your side for change, nothing stopped you. Yeah. I mean, that, that, is, that is, again, I think it's inspiring. And it's inspiring for everyone that's listening or watching that that resides within you. Everyone out of, out of that you're hearing, you have that, 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 that part of you is in you, but it's just a firm decision that you need to make. And, and, and David today is a reminder that, that, that it's possible. You know, the four minute mile, you're a reminder to, to everyone that it's possible to no matter what you're going through in your life, no matter how much of a challenge it is, you have the power and the will and the decision, the firm decision, that you can change your life. And you've done it twice, David. You've changed your life twice. You've you made the firm decision not to agree to the circumstance that you were in and to make something. And, to, and, and both of them weren't easy at all. And I'd love you to share the other part, if you don't mind. Um, well, first, the, the, the second time I did it was based off of the first, the, the sense of urgency I had. By the way, the doctor said 50 years. I can, I can stretch. I, I always understood. It depends on me. He gave Stretching a, at a hundred, ballpark. Brother. Yeah. yeah. So like that's why I got into. That's why I love all the stuff that we do yeah. because uh, yeah. It's, yeah. it encourages like me to get even 
take better health mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Be- take care of myself better. So I know that 50 years is going to be extended way more. 100%. The way, so, the way you treat yourself, you will get rewarded by, by that 100%. Absolutely. But, yeah. but, but that 50 years, it gave me a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. It, like, I had a heightened sense of, like, we are, we're not going to live forever. Yeah. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. They mm-hmm. lose next thing you know 10 years 15 years passes and they were like they weren't aware of mm-hmm. like the like i have a vision five ten years i can see it very clearly yes because of that urgency yes and even though i was not we talk about consciousness and awareness mm-hmm. and all this i wasn't really conscious back then but i was conscious about time because of because the of the near-death experience yeah that was a near-death experience and that re- made you realize that Time is one of the most valuable things in life. And I see that when I'm spending time with you here, every single thing you're doing in your day, every single t- everything we're doing with our time is always of value. It's always of making sure we're getting the best out of that. And, and that's, what, that's what makes you efficient. I see that in you. It's a, it makes you a, more of an efficient human being. But again, I'd love you to go back to the second experience uh, mm. and, and share that with, with, with our listeners because I, I think that is also quite inspiring. Of course, what you can share whatever you want to share, but I'd love them to know about the, the, the amount of hours you've put in and how you com- disconnected your entire circle of life, your social life, your, you, 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 know, you did everything to get to a space where you were focused on an outcome, which is becoming a successful, profitable trader. So I'd love, I'd love for the audience to, 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 to walk them through that experience of what you had to do to get to where you are today. As, as I speak, you are a, a, a millionaire trader, so, so, you know, over seven fig, a seven-figure trader. So, so, so again, it's a, and, and it's time span that you have achieved that shows the urgency in there, if you know what I mean. The urgency, that sense of, um, you know, I got to keep going at it, you know. I, Time is money, like they yeah, say. Yeah. Time is money. Time is literally money, right? So, 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 can you just walk walk us through the office experience, if that's okay? I yeah, mean, yeah, absolutely. So, so I I understood um, that keeping up with society wasn't gonna work because you know the people like my peers or people that you meet in through social circles or whatever, they have a BMW mm-hmm. and they have the the certain clothes. And like a certain watch and you just got to keep up with that and for me to keep up with that i would have to get in more debt mm-hmm. and i i wanted to get away from the debt i wanted to clean up the mess that i ignored for so long mm-hmm. when i thought i was doing the right thing so i was like you know and i i it goes back to i can't live like this anymore Be, being behind in all my uh payments and stuff credit card debt this debt um you know, car payments. Uh, so, you know, I got rid of my car, for example. That was a big that was a big load off my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I moved downtown and I rented out an office and I lived in the office pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, and I knew, OK, so I'm minimizing my expenses. I, my goal is to be flat. If I want to succeed at trading, I have to reduce everything to net zero and start flat. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start from a hole, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. like I was digging myself out of a hole just to start flat and how I was doing that by minimizing expenses. I didn't go out. And the thing is, I, you know, I didn't, I sold my car. I got rid of my car because the car required insurance payment, registration payment, parking payment, before before payment. Before you sold your car, just to add to this point, and if you allow me, you 
worked how many hours as an uh, on, as as an Uber driver? Um, uh, oh man, I had like around three thousand five hundred trips. That's probably like a good a solid twelve uh, hour days for six months. That's yeah. that's that's pretty pretty impressive. And and you did that. That was part of the mission. And to- and Lyft, no, and, and Lyft, I did like a thousand. So like. Yeah, Lyft is another another and, for our listeners. And, Lyft is another yeah, another driving like, yeah, another driving like Uber. And yeah. I did um, DoorDash, Postmates, uh, dog sitting. This and then I switched after six months. I switched to tutoring. Tutoring was was way better. But um, and this was to save up. Uh, this was after you decided to change your career. That was yeah. in that period. Yeah, just, and actually, as a tutor, I, I was making good money. I was mm-hmm. like fifty to hundred dollars an hour in Beverly Hills, working a few hours a day. That's not bad. And I was getting really good reviews. And the boss of the company said, "Hey, Dave, do you want to switch careers? You, you're getting really good career reviews. We can give you a salary." Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was completely. I was living out of an office, mm-hmm. and I was like. And I was like, I turned it down, but I thought about it. I turned it, I was like, man, I could like get myself living in a nice apartment and just chill. Yeah. But I was like, my goal is to be a trader. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm just, this is what I need now. I need to work just two hours a day and study stocks to rest. Mm-hmm. So I, I did not, I turned them down. And like, he, he didn't know the situation I was in. Uh, like, <laughs> I was completely, like, I, I mean, had but no, that is, that is, a, that, in my opinion, that is a test. Like that, 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 that moment, the universe is testing you. It's going, how badly do you want this? Because think about it, that, that was an, an easy exit because you were making money. Mm-hmm. You, you would have got yourself an apartment instead of staying at a, sleeping in an office. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, but you, you still stuck true. He also offered me ownership in the company. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So that, that, that is what I'm trying to say. That's, in, that's, in, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a, a, a seducing, right? So, yeah, yeah. but you, you still st- stuck to your gun and you were like, I'm going to continue focusing on what I really want, which is, you know, financial freedom and to get out of this and move and make that change. So, so another thing I want to share with, with the, with the, with the, with the listeners and, and, and who's watching this as well is which I find inspiring is the amount of work you put in while you were studying. So, so I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a, there was a part with, again, I know this from the conversations we've had. That's why I'm bringing it to, to, to the table. Literally, here's a table uh, where, where you had to get Wi-Fi um, from one of yeah, the, one of the, target. from targets. This is crazy. So back then I thought everybody had bad data, had no data on their phone. It was just me. I couldn't afford it. I was like, I thought, Data, who pays $100, $150 a month for a cell phone bill? You, I'd rather pay $30 and not have the data plan or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And I was one of those guys. So, like, it was doing, it was all backwards thinking. And then on top of that, I'm doing Uber and stuff, and I would, like, data, I would be a mess. And uh, I wanted to study all the videos for trading that I, that I bought, and uh, I need Wi-Fi. And, like, I, I, I was on the go. And uh, I would go to Target and... Yeah, I would use uh, Target internet, yeah. uh, internet Wi-Fi. And I would actually take all these printout books. This is from the Tim Sykes yeah, uh, yeah. stuff. And I would read them. All these newbie materials. I probably, no, I don't have them anymore. And uh, I would just sit there and study with my iPad. I had an iPad at that time. Um, and I would study. And people would watch me. Uh, what am I doing there, you know, for so long? And then I, when, I, when I, I did like an hour or two um, or more, I would uh, go back to Uber and then drive and then come back and 
And I, yeah. and, it wasn't and, just it wasn't just Target. It was, actually, that that one specific Target was was good uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I also did Starbucks. I went to Denny's coffee. And and, and 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 on an average, how many hours were you studying a day on average? Oh, um, every waking moment. Because like, think about it. I dis I decided to cancel social life. That's a big one because if you have a social life, you're gonna. In, and you're in a bad situation financially. Mm -hmm. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna enter social spaces, and people are gonna wonder why are you, you know, why don't, why aren't you keeping up with uh, your car sucks, your clothes yeah. suck. Yeah, you know, you're just gonna, you just, you just, people are just gonna judge you. They're just gonna, they're just gonna talk yeah, or whatever. It's a they're gonna yeah, it's a distraction. And you know, and I didn't feel like you know just dealing with that. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it, it's 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 an un, unnecessary pressure yeah, anyway. It's a pressure, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And um, yeah, so I just decided to take it out. So with 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 uh, getting the starting out of training, you got to take out a lot of stuff that's in the way. Mm -hmm. So the car was in the way. You sold social it. Social life is in the way. I was like, okay, how do I make myself efficient? I need a place to study like I was in architecture school. I was in the studio in architecture school. I was like, I need to get a shared office spaces. These WeWorks and stuff became popular. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to get a desk. And I paid $250 month for the desk. And then I was, I was spending 20 hours a day in there studying. And I would drive, eventually I was tutoring two times, an, uh, two times a, a day. No five ten hours a week of tutoring okay. and the rest was just studying and okay. tutoring is very lax you don't waste uber is a lot of like it, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah 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 blue course. collar of course you know of course. Tutoring it's, it is, takes a lot of energy yeah, and, tutoring yeah. is just you're enjoying it of course. It's, it's fun yeah and you're just talking yeah. like this kind of yeah 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 and um but uh i was spending so much time in the office and i was like why do i have, why i why am i paying for an apartment this is ridiculous i need to this is an extra expense so eventually i was like I'm, I'm, uh, the lease was up. I got rid of the apartment. And then I was like, okay, so they have a, there's a place in Koreatown. You play for like, uh, you pay for like 50 bucks a day. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I don't want to spend 50 bucks a day because, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm spending all my time studying. Yes. So most of the, I would go there sparingly, mm -hmm. but most of the time they had this little closet. It was like for women to, nurse yeah babies and, yeah, stuff. and yeah. nobody in in the we works it was just a empty room nobody used it there was okay. no nursing people there yeah 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 so i would just go there and take naps and, and those and you're not allowed to sleep there so i would take naps for an hour and that would be my sleep the rest of the time i'd be at my desk and if i was tired i kind of took a this like one of these half an hour ones and that's it wow and uh, I did that for about a year and a half wow or so a year and a half yeah in that Koreatown place i tell people to make it sound like i wasn't homeless or something but like i only went there like once uh, a month or something you know okay so, okay okay and i would shower at the gym the, the, the gym was downstairs so like i was on a red and i i, I did not want to live like this i'm like every day was like um man i did an architecture master i got into this mess i like if there was downtime i feel guilty for the downtime like i gotta put on an audiobook i gotta listen to something i gotta youtube I got to listen to something with stock related because if not, it's unjustified. Yeah. Everything I'm doing is unjustified. Got you, got you. So I had like this, uh, I couldn't even sleep if I tried to sleep. I would like lay there until like physically exhausted and maybe I'll doze off for like certain periods. Yeah, so, so you, were, you, were, you, were, you were on a like absolute, you know, I would say, it's, I would say if, if we had to analyze what's, what state you were in, 
you were in a fight or flight state for sure you were in a state where you narrowed your focus you cut out the whole world and you just focus on one outcome which was to understand what trading was about and to focus on that so so sometimes having that fight or flight is is in life that uh, reptilian just you know it's i don't have a reptilian brain i, I don't have other choice i just have to go for this Sometimes it serves us. Sometimes it, it can be to our benefit. Of course, from a health perspective and from a long-term perspective, that's not sustainable. No ways, right? But sometimes when your back is to the wall, that's the, that's the animalistic side of you that comes in. That's not even allowing you to sleep because you just have to... It's, it's, it's not safe to sleep. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not, it's not, there's no time to rest and digest right now. It's, it's fight or flight. And I'm fighting for my life here. You know, and I think I think again, we 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 tend to say stress is bad. It is definitely, but in life, that's the survival. That's that part of us. That's what makes us survive. And you and you definitely uh, capitalized on that. It may it brought you that sense of I'm gonna get out of this. I can't do it now. Of course, if we analyze it and if you go, maybe I could have done things a little bit better. Maybe I could have given myself a bit yeah, more absolutely. rest. You know, now that you're mature and maybe you're more wiser, you would go, well, maybe I would have slipped better because then I could have studied and got my information better and I would have mm, taken the information. No, you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because I, uh, that, that stress of flight, I'm not really um, re and, and receiving a lot as well because it's, it's just that you, th you think you are but you're not you're not really taking information because you're, you're, you're you know what I mean it's not I, I was by myself I, I, I yeah. cut myself out I was isolated yeah too. you were isolated yeah. the only thing I had was the Tim Sykes chat room mm. <laughs> that's all I had yeah <laughs> that's the only people I would there was days I kid you not there was days I would not have a single conversation my mouth would not open words would not my sound vocal cords would not work wow a full day full day passed by wow. and if like i'm not like i just said no, no words you, you came out of my mouth you should have started singing or something maybe to yourself yeah maybe Imagine. well i would talk to myself uh, yeah. okay good <laughs> just I talk to myself yeah, yeah or maybe like you know excuse me on the road yes or something, yes you yes, know? yes yes but uh no, no, yeah. but but I just again, I, again, I'm just sharing this because I think I like to highlight these parts. Is like, and for listeners, uh, the story. If you really, if you really put yourself in, in David's shoes, you know, it's 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 interesting. And to ask yourself this question, like, how would I deal with it? You know, how would how would I deal with it if I had to go through these circumstances? Um, and and be honest with that answer. You know, be honest with yourself. And, and, and if that answer is not what the answer you'd like to hear, then let this be a reminder that it's possible that you can overcome anything. You can literally overcome anything in your life. And, and when you shared that story with me and over, you know, like we've obviously I've been getting pieces of the story as we get to, to, to spend, when we spend time with each other, we go a bit deeper. But ultimately, if we look at that journey from start to finish and where you are today, the, 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 the reputable, uh, one of the best short sellers in the world, uh, very much respected in the industry. Um, you know, we have people flying in from overseas to come and uh, see you and me and uh, from across the U.S. To, uh, to our conference. You've built a name for yourself. All of that momentum, for me, when you look at the, the whole experience, that's what we call a hero's journey. 
that's what we call a hero's journey, man, where you get to the space where you are today and you are still in your power without the ego, but with the deep knowing that you can bet on yourself. And we had that conversation the other day, you know, like you, when you know you can bet on yourself, and I'm going to let everyone hear what I'm about to say, when you know you can bet on yourself, you are unstoppable. You can achieve and create anything you want in your life. Because again, I go back to that point. 99% of the time, what's in the way of whatever we want to create for ourselves in our life is ourselves. We are in the way. It's either our limiting beliefs. It's either our conditioning. It's either our self-worth. It's either we don't believe we're good enough or we believe we can't or, we've, or, or, or we're the victim in our life. We're pointing fingers. The government did that to me. And I've got a student loan and I've got to blame them. And, you know, it's not my fault. It's them. They did that to yeah, me. Yeah. Right? It's, that's where most people are at. They're finding reasons for why they are and what they are. And the reasons, and especially when they're in something that they're not discomfort, as opposed to going, how can I change it? What can I learn from this so it doesn't happen again? You know, the, the way you deal with life today, even when, even, even, even that you are a millionaire and we go out and we do things, you're still not in that, that, in that mindset of like, let me go splash money. No, everything is, I do, I get what I need. I get the best of everything, but I get what I need. I get what's important to me. I get what's going to feed my mind, what's going to feed my body and make me an even more powerful version of myself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You got me? That's, 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 that's what you're doing. That's, that's, that's who your embodiment is. And, and, and you know why you do that? It's because you're, you're betting on yourself because you believe in yourself. Yeah. And, when, and this is the message for all the listeners and people watching. I, 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 I want this story and the share of David today to be one of inspiration, but one of a reminder of how you are powerful, how you can also do this, how you can overcome anything and just make that decision that you want something different in your life and not settle and, and, and not settle. And the problem is a lot of people mix settling with, with, with you know, being grateful or, oh, you got to be grateful. You know, you got to be grateful what you have. No one is saying not to take gratitude. Gratitude should always be on 24-7. Gratitude for being alive. That's, that on its own is you should be grateful every day just to have the, the ability to wake up and, and, and breathe some fresh air and be able to see, be able to walk, David. Remember when you didn't know how to walk? That was a dis- like, that's, it's like, imagine. So, so understanding that fundamental gratitude, but gratitude is, has nothing to do with s- settling. Settling, it's, it's, not, it's not in our favor. In fact, you're doing yourself a disfavor because you are not, you're basically telling yourself that you don't deserve the best by settling. When you settle and you're not happy, then you're just saying, well, that's what I deserve. But when you deserve something, you truly deserve something and you know you're worthy of it, you've got to believe you're worthy of it. That's another thing. Remember the work? You've got to believe you're 100% you're worthy of whatever you want to create for yourself in your life. Whatever it is, because that's where it fundamentally starts, then the self-belief kicks in, then you can start betting on yourself, then you can start going even like you know it's like there's no limit there's literally no limit and I, and that's that's my message to today and i really want to say thank you david thank you for for sharing your story thank you for being uh, uh you know 
thank you for being the example that you are, man. And uh, like I said, I, I mean this, and I think you know that the, you know when I say this, I mean it. The, the relationship that we have built and getting to know you on a deeper level has been one of an inspiration to me. And I always say this to my clients. I say in life, it's super important to find someone that inspires you. Uh, someone that you can look up to and someone that you know that you know you 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 want to continue you you have to inspire yourself but you also have to seek others that inspire you so you can move into spirit and you can believe in yourself and you go wow man that's possible let's go let's keep moving let's let's keep going and and that's that's important and for me i can confidently say this um that you are one of the people that are in my life in fact i've very few, but you are right up there that inspire me and as a friend, as a part, as a business partner and as, and as a, a human being, man, you know what I'm trying to say. So, so, so thank you, David. I, I, I mean this. Thank you for, for sharing your story with everyone and thank you for all the listeners out there at Rising Minds and for the watches. I think we're going to get this, put it on, put it online. So, on, yeah, on, yeah. On, so yeah, I, I, I encourage you to go check out the podcast and, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks again, Dave. I don't know if you want to have anything else to, to say no, from that, your that side. Was, that was fun, man. I said a lot of stuff I, I don't think I've ever mentioned publicly before, like on podcasts and so many podcasts. Mm. I didn't touch like on the deep level. Yeah. So it's very nice to talk about it uh, on Rising Minds. Thank you very so. much. And thank you for sharing your story and, and for being open and, uh, and, and, you know, open and comfortable. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's true confidence, by the way. I, I say this when I work with my, my clients in Dubai, you know, the ones that come see me in person, especially the men, when they, when they sit down, they go, look, man, I want to change this and I want to work on this. And I'm like, man, man, you know, that's, that is confidence. Yeah. That for me is absolute confidence. You know, you just being here and being open and being willing to say, listen, I've got some blind spots. I got some things I need to work on. I, something here doesn't sit right. I mean, that is absolute being a man. In my model world, that's a man. A man that is willing to face what doesn't serve him and just and focus on, on what he wants. But uh, again, uh, thanks again, David. And, awesome. and, uh, and for the listeners, thank you so much. If you've listened all the way till here, I honor you. I, I trust this has been an inspiring uh, podcast. And this is only uh, um, uh, one of many that we'll have David on because we, we, this, is, this is the conversations we have off camera. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> all yeah. the time. So, so we're just happy to, to, to share uh, with you guys. So uh, thanks again. Much love and positive energy.